Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, the Better Cycle, 3D food printing, human arrows, and vending machines. Now, Lippy. Hello. We were a bit, I'm not sure what the word is. Burnt out. No, that's not what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> no, we were we were bamboozled by Virgin Media last week. Oh, we were, weren't we? Yes, we were oh, ready yes. to go, and you sent me a message saying I can't log on, and it that was, was what happened last week. Mister Branson and his pals messing around with patch panels or mm. something of the like. So I do apologise for no lippy and grumpy last week. Uh, we just ran out of time with various other bits and pieces and during the week. Internet. Tinternet went Pete Tong. Anyway, we had a, or I had a message from the Screaming Tomato about Spotify. So the last episode we were talking about artificial intelligence in Spotify. Mm. Yes. And I said, what I'd really like is something that shows me new music. And Screaming Tomato quite rightly says, well, it's got it already. And there is buried somewhere in the library is an option to look at new music that it thinks you will like. I've not Aww. tried it yet, but what I have tried is we had some friends over for dinner a few weeks ago. And I know Paul's very, very fond of 1970s disco funk type <laughs> music. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say. <laughs> so I thought, oh, well, I'll do a little Spotify, Spotify list even, because mm. Wife of Grumpy quite likes the same sort of music as well. So I did that. So then I spotted this option that said... Add some more tracks that we think you'd like. So I did that. And yeah. it did add some tracks from albums that I'd already picked a track from, if that makes sense. But there were some completely random ones on there and they were brilliant. Oh, so good. that works really well. I'm very protective over my favorites playlists yes. and I won't be doing that on there. But if it's a, a something else playlist, then what a great Stick addition. Stick it on in. Absolutely. Stick it on in. And the other thing we talked about two or three weeks ago, whatever it was, yes. was first aid kits. We did, which um, I have got new additions to as well. Oh, we'll have, we'll have an update in a minute. So I had a message from Orange Marshall 2, who's not an Orange Marshall anymore, and mm. we definitely need a more snappy name. And he suggested, because he's excellent, John Ambulance. Oh, so yes. he's, he's the man in the know. He is. He said, a few ice packs and some burn kits. Very good. Yeah. And medical tape if the gauze pads aren't sticky. They are sticky, but I mean, medical tape would work as well. Medical tape's worth be having good. because if you get yes. somebody like me that nothing sticks to, then yeah. you need to, you need gaffer tape really. But medical tape is, a little reel of it is well worth having. Yeah. So thank you for that. And we also had something from Davros as well. Yeah. So Davros said, I'm thinking MASH as in Military Army Surgical Hospital, oh. which does seem a little over the top. It's probably a bit dramatic. <laughs> but that's fairly typical from Davros. He also mentioned about the Tesco advert that I found rather scary. And mm. why for Davros is of the same opinion. And we were out a few weeks ago with some other friends, and one of them was saying that Gen Zs apparently listen to podcasts at one and a half times normal speed. Yeah. And he tried it, and he said it produces an odd echo. I 
as a millennial, listen to voice notes sometimes at one and a half speed, but only when I know the person that sent it to me talks slowly. Oh, it's okay. too much otherwise. If I know they talk okay. slowly, I'll speed it up a little bit because I know I can still understand. But I accidentally was listening to them on like two speed for ages and I had to listen to it's counterproductive because I had to listen to it four times yes. just to pick up what they were saying <laughs> yeah. before I realised I'd clicked the speed up button. Some people do that on answer phone messages at normal speed. They'll mumble the phone number and then you have to go backwards and forwards and I yeah. get quite annoyed. Yes. Quite annoyed. Uh, talking of voice notes, wife of Grumpy did her first voice note yesterday. Oh, how did that go? It was a bit painful, but we got there <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Love it. Mostly because she was trying to attempt to ring the person she was sending the voice note to via WhatsApp rather than... Oh, God. Yeah. God. We got there in the end. Well done. Now, I've pretty much forgotten what we had on the list for this week, so we're going to have to blunder our way through it a bit. Uh, something I found really interesting, I love this sort of stuff, is a thing called... Um, oh, it's not called anything, actually. It was produced uh, in the 1800s by a chap called Samuel Benner. And Oh, it's the Benner Cycle, it's called. Of course it is, Benner Cycle. And what this is, it's a single card... And on that card, there's a um, very uniform set of triangles with dates top and bottom. And what it's doing mm. is predicting when we'll have good times and bad times. Mm. And the idea is, is that you, in hard times with low prices, it's a good time to buy stocks, corner lots, goods, etc., and hold until the boom reaches uh, the good times some years later, and then you sold them. Sell them. Yes. So it could be stocks, it could be arguably a cryptocurrency house. it could be a house yes that's sort of thing and a house is if just you already have a here. few millions <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> what is really interesting is the years in which panics have occurred and will occur again so we've got 1999 which was a bit of a panic because of the millennium so there was a bit mm -hmm. of 2019 oh what happened then oh yes indeed and then hard times, it's got us 2023, which we're obviously experienced due to a number of yeah. factors. Is yes, not I would agree. Uh, so what this is saying is that the next year of good times, which is the time to start selling stuff, is 2026. Okay, so we're on our way back up. On our way back up again. Over the next uh, three years. Now, bearing in mind, this guy put this together in 1875. And when you look at the dates, they're pretty much bang on. So you've got uh, 1942, as the Second World War was really kicking off, bad time. 1945 is got down as a good time. You know, arguably the war finished and things did pick up, albeit slowly. Mm. So there's a number of different dates in there. Uh, 81, which was a recession, just as I started working. Um, the two are not linked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this carries on until the 2059, which is the last of the hard time dates. So if you search it's probably for, uh, not the last of the hard times. No, but it's when the graph runs out, or maybe he knows something that we don't. Yes. Um, but it's a really interesting card, and it's it's. I, I'll do a little bit more research on the dates actually while you're away, just to see if it ties mm. ties in with other dates. Um, some of them do look familiar. 1931, I think. 
So it would be uh, good to move house in 2026. 20, Is that what we're saying? Well, there's the oddity because with house markets, or if you're buying your first house, it makes sense to do it when the prices are low. Mm. But actually, when you've got a house, does it make that Any much difference? difference because yours has come down? Possibly the price or the gap between your house and the house you buy might reduce slightly in bad times. But I, I don't know. But it would it would all come down together. Like the price of my house it, and the price yeah. of the next house would both come down or both go up. They should do. But whether the gap between them increases or decreases slightly, I don't know. Uh, mm. I've only bought houses either in the middle of a recession or a peak because first time i didn't really understand things like that <laughs> and the the day after i bought it it started dropping in price which was a bit oh. of a disappointment yes See, i feel we bought a house at a cracking time yeah. we bought it just before you couldn't buy a house because everything was either too expensive or there were like 10 people bidding on the same thing we smashed it yes by accident. absolutely yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes. Unconsciously uh, often, smashed it. <laughs> often it is. And it, you know, it's the same with my mum's house that we sold last year. We dropped the price a little bit, but if we'd be selling it now, we would have had to drop it quite a lot more. So, mm. and it is pure luck because sometimes you have to sell or you have to buy and yeah. you're stuck with the market forces at the time. Mm. But if you do have a choice, the Brenner cycle is worth a look at. Um, for stocks and shares, there's something called an Elliott wave, um, which is a, a pattern you'll see in prices for, for all sorts of stuff. Um, and then there's Elliott waves within Elliott waves. So you can get a bit over analytical about this stuff, but it is quite interesting, I find. I don't know why when you just said Elliott waves, my mind went to a man waving. And then when you said Elliott waves in Elliott waves, it was a man. It was the same man wearing a t-shirt of himself waving, wearing a t-shirt of himself waving. You know, like yes, I think, yeah, I mean? the, yeah, yeah. When you get two mirrors opposite one another, you get yeah. that infinite um, <laughs> reflection. Yeah, that would make a good cartoon if that anybody actually seen, understood Elliot Wave. There's been a. I can't remember who the. I think one of them was Ryan Gosling, and I can't remember who the other actor was. But it was an actor wearing a t-shirt of Ryan Gosling. And it was a, there was a picture. So then Ryan Gosling got that picture printed on a T-shirt and was wear, wore that T-shirt. Someone was wearing a T-shirt of a guy wearing a T-shirt of him. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few of those with different actors. Mm. It's very funny. Now, I'm quite a big fan of 3D printing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Not that I've owned one, but I think no. I like the idea of it. And mm. The advances with it in terms of being able to 3D print metal objects is astonishing. And I was amazed to find there was actually a food 3D printer available. As in, like, you could eat it? Yes. No. Yes. I mean, it's fairly limited at its cheesecake, but you oh, have cartridges of paste. I, I would be more than happy with a cheesecake printer. Yes. And, uh, having watched the Orville, which I've mentioned a couple of times on here, where they don't grow food anymore, they just synthesize it. So you mm. can have whatever you like, absolutely anything from across the whole of the universe you can synthesize, which would be an amazing thing to have. However, this is, uh, so it takes paste. So it's similar to a plastic one, which has got yes. rods in it. And presumably it adds some water to it. And they can print, so it's not just cake, 
it's we can print chicken, beef, vegetables and cheese. Anything that can be turned into a paste, liquid or powder. Oh, my mind has been blown. It was the it's the meat. That's weird. You can't print meat. Well, no, but you can turn it into a paste. Uh, that's the thing. Oh, okay. So it, it's not a case of like, if we ran out of chickens, we could just keep printing no, no, chicken no, breasts. No, no, no. You need a chicken still to be able to make the paste yes. and then put in the printer. Got you. Okay. I was really blown away for a second then that you could just, we instead of raising chickens, we just print chicken for the rest of our lives. Well, you could probably print something that tastes like chicken, but that's yes. not well, like ideal. like a vegan because- chicken nuggy. That sort of thing, which, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, yeah not yeah. not brilliant, to be honest. Not my favourite. But r- really, where I see this going is if you look at a disaster zone where you trouble getting food through, mm. if, if these things are quick enough, and that is the key to this, if they're quick enough to print a whole meal really quickly, then it's ideal because you haven't got to transport fresh loads food. Loads and loads of food. Yeah, and you can put it in. Big old cases you can drop from a helicopter. And as long as you've got power, which obviously generators will provide power, then you could produce food on site, which has got to be a, a, a good thing. Yeah. But I don't know how far we are away from that. Oh, we say the cheesecake took 30 minutes to squirt out. So That's quite a long time. It's quite a long while, but it's early days. You yeah. look at the advances we've made with water filtration. And as a Lions Club, we've bought... Uh, this unit called a pool unit, which they drop into disaster zones and then they can feed it with really grotty water and fresh water comes out. No electricity needed. That's been superseded essentially by jerry can. So you fill the jerry can up and as you mm. tip the water out of the jerry can, it it's filtered. Yeah, and that's a m- much easier solution to, to use because you haven't, you know, if you've got multiple water sources, then you haven't got to drop one of these big pool units by each. Um, water yeah. source so stuff moves on so in a couple of years time we might be talking about a full having roast one, dinner yeah do it in the in kitchen 20 seconds yeah 20 seconds whatever Snap you want fingers done not going to do much for obesity though no true unless it's not real sugar in them well yeah but as a whole if it's sweet it's the same thing with saccharin, isn't it? Although it hasn't got mm. calories in it, it does fall the body into thinking it's having something sweet and mm. could cause chaos. Um, so I'm not sure that's that's brilliant. So if you could 3D print any food, what would you do? Oh my God, that's the biggest... I think that is probably the biggest question anyone's ever asked me and I've been asked if I wanted to get married. <laughs> yes, that's very true. I actually don't. It's too many. Too many? I would print a lasagna i love a lasagna interesting like a good yeah or (laughs) macaroni cheese oh that's a good call actually Mm, with like little bacon bits in Uh, that's probably doable as well actually macaroni cheese it's very saucy yeah or a cheese i would pick a cheesecake to be honest i love a cheesecake i'd be happy with a cheesecake I had a great cheesecake on Sunday night, I want to say. A, yeah. a banoffee cheesecake. Ooh. And it proved my theory about bananas. Which theory is that? Well, that they taste different in different formats. So a whole bana- if you bite a whole banana, it tastes different to eating a slice of banana. 
Oh yes, yes, it, I remember this now. It really it does. And I had a bit of sliced banana and I was like, it does taste different. And Duck Boy agreed with me that it tasted different. I wonder why. Because it's slimier. It's the I texture. suppose the, the action of biting through it makes it a bit mushier. And I think the outside of a banana is a bit furrier. Mm. And then the inside slimy. So if you take a bite, you're not really getting any of this, only a tiny bit of the slimy bit in the middle. Yeah. Because the bit that's on your taste buds is this fluffy bit. But if it's sliced, there's all the slime and no fluff. I think you might have a point. Thank you. But it does feel a little bit like your dry rain theory. Which is also a proven theory, so... Maybe. (laughs) Anyway, if you would like a 3D printed meal, or you have your ideal meal that would come out of a printer, let us know. Hmm. I wonder if it could print cider. You're not really... Can you print a liquid? Surely no. it has to be solid. Well, it, I would imagine there has it, to be some liquid in, injected into it. It would just be not, in a I can, though, wouldn't it? Because li- you can't compress a liquid down into a smaller amount. Whereas mm, like, the paste of the food would be compressed yeah. into the paste and then create a larger amount of it through the paste and adding water, maybe. But liquid is the same volume regardless. Oh my god, I used my brain there. You did a bit. I mine sort of overloaded then, so <laughs> now we had our Good Friday Easter egg hunt in the village as usual, which was a beautiful day, unlike now glorious. where it's pouring with rain. It was glorious. And mm. um, lots of chocolate fueled children and mm. uh, a good time was had by all. Back in two thousand and seventeen there was a similar Easter egg hunt in Surrey and the police were looking for some villains and came across a field and there was some kids in the field as part of this Easter egg hunt Mm. and all of a sudden they laid down on the ground in the shape of an arrow pointing to where the fugitive had just run off to. Yeah. Yeah. And they they just point. Well, the helicopter was quite high. So if they all stood there and pointed, you wouldn't see it. But oh, by I laying see. down in the shape of an arrow, How it is clever. absolute genius. And they, the police caught the, oh, it's two individuals. They caught the villains and they're now banged up. Well done, kids. Yeah, very, very smart. Very impressive. So, one to keep in the uh, in the back of your mind if you ever see a police helicopter and you know where the villain is. Yeah. And there's more than one of you. Obviously, one of you trying to do an arrow is going to be quite hard. Not impossible, it's just but be quite like hard. Kid okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you don't want is the air ambulance then landing because yeah. they think you've had. <laughs> they think you passed out in the field. Something's got a bit wrong. <laughs> Funny. Now, ever since a child, I've had a fascination about penguin books. And I've oh, owned yes. and, and owned many penguin books, and I, I love them, and I love the whole concept of them. And um, I was really pleased to see that in Exeter, St David's train station, mm. they've installed a penguin books vending machine. Love it. So if you That's don't cute. have a book, and it goes back to the origin. So it was Alan Lane who created Penguin, and uh, he couldn't find a, a book to read, and uh, he. A good book to read, and he um, created Penguin. 
which was absolutely brilliant and yes. has served the well all of us really well over the years. So really pleased to see that. That's cool. On the flip side of that, the Japanese now have a bear meat vending machine. Oh. So locally sourced bear is available from a vending machine. As in like beef jerky but from a bear or like raw yeah i think it's steaks yeah go home and cook it steaks that's cool or chunks of of beer so you're planning a japanese trip next year we are yes it's basically booked (laughs) so we expect photos yes uh i might not i may not participate in the actual eating of the bear meat but i shall take a photo (laughs) No, you don't need to uh, eat it or even buy it. Just a photo of the vending machine will be enough. I shall. Now, when you look on the internet, you'll find many, many daft questions. Yes. I Mostly put there by us. Yes, I would say it's probably more daft questions than sensible ones. Mm. So I found this one, which goes along these lines. If kinetic energy is converted into thermal energy which has sort of lost me already, to be honest, but the rest no, of it... I know what he's talking about. Yeah, well, that's because you read the rest of it. How hard do I have to slap a chicken to cook it? <laughs> which is possibly the most random question I've ever come across. <laughs> I would say pretty hard. I would have said pretty hard, but Parker Ormond um, has replied with a formula. Mm. And he has worked out that it would take 23,034 slaps to cook a chicken. And would those slaps have to be even around the chicken or in the same place? Uh, That's a very good question. He doesn't mention that. I shall hunt him down and ask him. I feel like it would have to be in the same place for for that area to heat up enough to cook. I would have said it was all over because otherwise you'd have one... area that was quite heavily cooked yeah also uh, he, though that's oh, just what like why you're gonna get chicken juice everywhere well it is it's gonna get messy isn't it i don't know how long it would take you to do that that could be another question he yeah. has actually worked out if you hit if you slap the chicken at a speed of three thousand seven hundred and twenty five point nine five miles per hour very precise numbers here then you can cook the chicken in one slap i would imagine it would destroy it yeah because that's quite fast it would rip through it be shredded you would have thought so you well (laughs) if you hit something at nearly four thousand miles an hour it's just it's going to atomize it surely yeah now, you sent a message around a little while back about this yes. UK wild, wild, wide mobile phone alerting malarkey System, yes. that's going on a week on Sunday. Day after my wedding. Day after your wedding. Again, a coincidence. Yes, coincidence. Luckily, the day after. Although I don't think it would have made much difference if it had been on the day. Well, I'm assuming it would be a little bit like the um action movies where there's a big meeting normally at the white house because obviously no other Mm. country has any sort of organized um politics or or government the all the phones go off at the same time and everybody rushes around doing stuff or in different directions so i would imagine it's going to be something like that there's going to be lots of beeping but i mostly have my phone on silent so i'm not sure what's going to happen there i think 
it overrides it because no. certain you can there's certain settings where it, you you can allow it to override. Yeah, okay. I mean, you can turn the whole thing off, can't you? The yes, whole if you want to. emergency thing. But it does seem like a rather sensible thing to have. Mm, definitely. Imagine how much easier it would have been with the time that we don't talk about. If you literally got a text message to say you're in an area where you're allowed to do this, this and this. Yeah, the problem is, though, how do you determine that? Because you, for example, were very close to an area that was uh, had free movement. But you were actually in an area that didn't. So you'd, you'd have to know very precisely where you were. Well, surely it, it would do, wouldn't it? With uh, I, I don't know how precise it, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's... I, I'm not sure it's that precise. Because it would need to know... You'd need to triangulate your position from cell towers, mm. which may or may not be possible. Yes. You would need to be in contact with more than one, preferably three, I think. Anyway, it's beside the point because if this ever happens again, nobody's going to take a blind bit of notice of the government. So. <laughs> yes. True that. Anyway, the whole alerted thing has really th- brought out the conspiracy theorists. Oh, I uh, love it. It reminded me of that boat trip we had in Rhodes a few years back where we had uh, a week in Greece, or a week in yes. Rhodes. And we... It was just before the season got started, and mm. um, Wife of Grumpy and I went down to the, the marina looking for a boat we could hire for the day with a skipper. And we found this bloke, and he was, he was great. And he, he came out with a figure so astonishingly low that we booked it on the spot. And he was great, yes. and he was great, boat was great, did a lovely lunch. But on the way back, he'd obviously had a touch of something because he was coming out with all these very weird conspiracy theories. I mean, <laughs> really. And, and the problem is you're in a boat in the middle of the Mediterranean. You have nowhere to go. There's no escape from this. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. Um, but uh, Wife of Grumpy did her usual thing and just left me to it. Yeah. And just disappeared off somewhere. Sat on the back of the boat with me. Like, oh, I'm not going anywhere near him. Lovely chap. He kept calling Wife of Grumpy lady didn't he lady look yes. lady look yes. lady but he did remind me of that and some of it it'll be interesting to see what comes of it mm. now we're going to have a wedding special in the next episode dun, dun, dun. however i do have one piece of clothing yet to buy which is coming tomorrow which is okay. a pair of shoes Shoes. I do have, I do own shoes, yes. but I thought I'd splash out and buy some new ones. And what do they look like? Uh, I've got them yet, coming tomorrow. Yeah, but you, 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 you've picked them online, I assume, so you know what oh, they yes. look like. Oh, yes, 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 they're, they're black Oxford shoes. Oh, nice. Yes, Fancy. very nice, from um, a well-known high street retailer. Oh. Yes, and, and not little. <laughs> the place you got your slippers from? No, but that's interesting because Wife of Grumpy went into organisation mode and I'm not overly keen on buying shoes online because I've got no. widish feet. Mm. Um, so I was going to go to the named, or not named, High Street store that may have two names in it, uh, in Guildford. Oh, oh, I think... Mm. Miles and Spencer's. Oh, right, that one. <laughs> and because they do wide-fitting ones. And I thought, well, yes. I'll go there. I could try them on. And then I thought about it. I thought, well, actually, if I get them sent to me, I can try them on. And if they don't fit, I can go in there, take, take them back, 
uh, and find another pair. But I think they'll be okay. Anyway, so a couple of weeks ago, wife of Grumpy went into organisation mode. And she said, right, I'm going to order you some shoes. I go, well, no, I was going to go in and get them. Uh, no, 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 I'm going to do it online. So she said, I found these. They're Clark's, and, which is where my expensive slippers came from. Yeah. And uh, she said, right, I'm going to order these. I said, well, hang on, let's have a quick look. Look at the review. And there's several on there were saying, shoes are great, but they squeak as you walk. <laughs> and I thought... That would be horrendous. The My really lovely R song that I've taken ages yeah. to pick. I was walking down just going... And it, <laughs> yeah. Either sounding like a duck or the, the noise from The Shining. I mean, it would be horrendous. So that was a very lucky An escape. no. I don't know how you make and um, sell a shoe that squeaks. No. That is crazy. That is crazy. They obviously don't try their shoes on before they well, I, make them. I don't know. Maybe it's a manufacturing thing. Maybe it's a particular foot shape. Mm. Um, but I've had trouble in the past with Clark's shoes. And um, they got a bit shirty about a pair of boots that Wife of Grumpy bought that she wore in the snow. And the leather went all, it just all swelled up. Oh. Which they said was... Well, they're a fashion boot. They're not a... Not a wearing <laughs> boot. Not a wearing boot. They did replace <laughs> them in the end. So, yes, I think quality possibly has gone downhill a little bit since the mm. uh, 70s. So, have you got a top tip for us? I do, yes. And I have... I I said it to myself out loud earlier, and then I thought to myself, I think I may have given this as a top tip last year. You possibly did. You have been known to to be a recycle repeater. Yeah, but it happened to me at the weekend, and I was like, "Oh, that'll be a good top tip." Or when I say it happened to me, I really I panicked when it happened. When I thought it happened, and I thought, "You know what? That'll be a good top tip." So I'm going to do it. And if you think I've already done it, then tough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we were. Easter Sunday, having a lovely barbecue outside because the weather was absolutely glorious. I was wearing jeans and a long sleeve shirt. So I was like, I'll be fine in the sun because I'm fully covered everywhere. However, it only came to my realisation at about, must have been about 2.30, after I'd been sat in the sun since 12, that I had a V neckline on the shirt and I wasn't wearing sun cream because I had already oh, told a surprise. myself well, yeah, and that, that I was fully covered and then went into absolute panic mode that my dress without giving too much away you would see if I had a V tan line oh. on my dress so panicked and panicked so if you're getting married I don't know how many female listeners that are getting married we have listening to us wear sun cream every day just wear it every day full um. day every day Night time, you never know, just wear it. Not sure about that one. That seems a very expensive, and I thankfully got away with it. Yeah, yes, I got a slightly burnt forehead from a uh, south coast cruise we did on uh, Saturday. Yes, I managed not to be burnt by any, I'm not burnt or weirdly tanned anywhere. Ah. So I did manage to get away That's with good. the V, but well. I don't think there's much chance of any more sun between now and wedding day. 
No, and the forecast I've now been sent is it's raining the day before and raining the day after, but not raining on the day. Sun shines on the righteous. So it's going to rain. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> certainly not. Right, I've got a very short fun fact that really made me smile this. Oh, go on then. Yes. So we know the top and bottom of the world is called the Arctic and the Antarctica. Yes. And Arctic means bears mm. and Antarctica means no bears. <laughs> Literal translation, I think it's Greek, Arctic bears, Antarctic, no bears, which is a great way to identify places. And, and the, an island, no bears on this one? Yeah. Oh no, the other way around. No bears on this one, bears on this one. Yep. Is there no bears on the bottom one because they fall off the earth? Because they're at the bottom. Yes. Well, the earth's flat, so I don't know how that works. Well, there's no bottom then, is there, if it's flat? Well, there, well, there is a bottom. Yes. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.